You know who I can do without? I can do without the people in the video store. Which ones? All of them. This is Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark with you, and always my co-host, Mike. How you doing, Mike? Uh, not too bad. How about you, Mark? Good. So, a uh, little behind the scenes. Uh, oh, we've had a good week at Massive Late Fee, as always. But Hell uh, of a week. Yeah, quite a week. But uh, Mike and I had uh, quite a uh, nice, uh, probably... I'm going to say about a 20 minute conversation that you were supposed to hear, but you're never going to hear because I forgot to hit record. So we discovered that uh, our, our kids both like FGTV. I guess now that I've said that I can put that in the description and maybe people searching for FGTV will also find our show. Yeah, How do you feel about FGTV, uh, Mark? I honestly don't really watch it. I've heard that every once in a while I get that song stuck in my head, that Granny's House, because they listen to it. But um, from what I can see just walking by the TV or their tablets or whatever when they're watching it, is that he just plays games and talks about them and makes really lame jokes. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what happens. And I guess kids are all on the show as well. And like, I, I theorize that they just have more kids just to keep, you know, new content coming out. <laughs> you think that's his, you think that's the line he uses in the bedroom with his wife? Come on, honey. We need, more, we need more content. Yeah. My friend Matt uh, finds the, his wife attractive. I, I, I really don't, I don't, I don't get it, but uh, Matt's a fucking weirdo as we've discovered. Yeah. Matt also did. Has Matt found uh, any accidental nudity in FGTV? Oh geez. I, I sure hope not. <laughs> I'm going to see what, uh, Oh, it says FGTV wife nationality. That's one of the first things that come up. Uh, okay. FGTV mom. Her name is Samantha, apparently. Um, yeah, I mean, she looks like someone we went to high school with. Basically, she doesn't look anything special. No, I mean, I'm sure she's nice. Yeah, no, nice person. No offense. Uh, she's a member of the enormously. I, see, I didn't realize. I don't know that this stuff's popular. If it's just stuff that my kids stumble upon, but um, yeah, I, I same same deal. I have no idea. Her 37th birthday was celebrated in a video on the Funnel Vision channel called Flora's Lava plus Don't Prank Mom at 3 a.m. on Mommy's birthday. So scary. Caution. What the fuck? <laughs> They're trying to really optimize these titles. Yes. What the hell? Could you make that title longer? Did the guy that came up with the uh, uh, the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a mountain name this fucking is uh is Faruza bulk in this uh this video <laughs> seriously oh my god her name is samantha she and her husband fgtv duddy <laughs> I, I fucking hate that name yeah i don't yeah i hate that as well are the parents of alexa ryan skylander boy what the guy is named skylander boy light core chase and sean funnel vision yeah that's just like their screen names as well Oh. So probably when they mentioned their children, they mentioned the entire screen name so they could get, you know, watches. Oh, well, 
Anyway, she they sh- this is looks like this looks like her Tinder picture. I mean, it's really hard to get a a very Jeez. good look at. Uh, she's just in cool glasses. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but yeah, she doesn't look. Uh, uh, you're wrong, Matt. You're wrong, as you are wrong about so many other things. She's okay, we'll say. Yeah, fine. People are and wondering sorry, what her we, nationality uh, is. Apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sorry. We uh, hate sp- hate speech to women. <laughs> sorry. Oh, apparently she had cancer. Jeez, I didn't know that. That sounds like a wacky video that I'm uh, not seeing <laughs> out there. Don't prank uh, mom when she's Don't prank mommy while she's doing Kibo. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Or Uh-oh. we made a fake letter from mommy's doctor. <laughs> Total remission. Oh, yay. Oh, it's just a prank. Happy birthday. Right. Um. Well, actually, cancer came up, but like none of the articles were about her having cancer. So maybe that was a rumor. I don't know. I don't know. There's not a lot of information about there about her. Out this there. is a, I feel that the FGTV rabbit hole is like way deeper than we would really want to go. It's just a lot going on there. I think. That's true. I, th- that probably skews away from our demographic. too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it's entirely creeps at this point. Maybe not later yet. We'll get, get into it. It's not like Jojo Siwa now. <laughs> <laughs> my my daughter's got shoes and a bow from this Jojo Siwa and I'm like you can be like an 8 year old or however old she is on YouTube and have your own shoe line that just seems really weird yeah it's very odd I don't get it uh, kids like to watch kids play with toys instead of playing with toys <laughs> or video games yeah it's, it's very weird uh our culture is very fun um but anyway so uh sorry about uh you know not recording the stuff we recorded but um oh while we weren't recording though i did an absolute perfect danny devito impersonation though mike was like oh my you you cheated and that's just a recording of danny devito isn't it and i was like no that's really me so this never happened sorry that you missed out on Oh my god! Uh, you did do a pretty. We, we you did do a pretty good one. <laughs> and um, we determined that uh, Dennis Miller sounds like Dennis Leary doing a Danny DeVito impression. Yes, absolutely. We did figure that out. Let me see. I'm gonna. I'm gonna talk about. I, I'm gonna. Let's see. What, what's something I could say? What would Danny DeVito say like about like his process or something? Uh, let me try it. special things inside of us but when you get to sit in a chair like in like in batman returns and have some so uh, that's a pretty good impression i think right get out of here. Wasn't <laughs> so when i get to sit in a chair like in batman returns <laughs> i'll figure it out i know that's like a big deal for me gets to sit in a chair like ooh, i get to sit in a chair <laughs> when i get to sit in a regular size chair <laughs> uh, there not, was a booster seat in that uh, chair I bet it's not like Christopher Walken Christopher Walken's so easy to do like even if you do anyone can do a Christopher Walken impression because it's not even it doesn't matter if you sound like him <laughs> it's just the no, whole it's just the, the the tempo of it yeah exactly it's just the 
Hello, little man. Get get closer. <laughs> he was also in uh, that Batman that James Vito was in. That's true. He was. Well, they're friends, I guess, or something. I don't know. Did they uh, did they kill uh, someone else's wife together too? <laughs> uh, no. In the, in this case, it was Danny DeVito's mom. People think uh, "Don't Throw Mama from the Train" was based on uh, "Strangers on a Train." It's actually based off conversations between uh, Christopher Walken and Danny DeVito. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I could kill y- your mom, but you gotta help me take out Natalie Wood. All right, I'm right there with you. I'll do it. I'll take her out. <laughs> he, he was uh, he was in a scuba suit and he just pulled her in the water. <laughs> and Dennis Miller said, uh, "Hey, babe, I haven't seen a plot this thick since Valkyrie, 1944. Know what I mean?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what year was Gettysburg? Uh, seven or <laughs> seventeen, eighteen sixty-three. Oh, was it? I thought it was sixty-five for some reason. Well, because you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Why I thought that was the end. I thought it was like very near the end. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's the, definitely the turning point. I guess. <laughs> you don't want to admit that. No. Right. I think the starting point happened in 1865, probably. During Gettysburg 2. Electric Boogaloo. Yes. All right. Now, I believe you've picked a different uh, IMDb Parents Guide game. Is this correct? Yes. Yes, I have. Um, the first time it was uh, Jan Sandbob Reboot. Yeah. Sorry you guys missed that. Um, but this one has a lot more clues. And we'll probably, you know... It'll be it'll probably be more fun to do this one anyway. Um, okay, a woman's bare breasts are seen under siege. Oh, that would have been a good one to do. I've never done that one. Uh, <laughs> I think you did it. I did. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Two women. Two or sorry, two men. Two women. <laughs> <laughs> Two men watch women in the shower. Porkies? No. No, that's good though. I uh Oh, I think I know what it is actually. It's Revenge of the Nerds. No. I you mentioned Three. you mentioned that one and I did they make a third one? There's like four. Oh wow. I've seen the second one. Yeah, it's not good. There's four. There might even be five. Uh, under violence and nudity, there's only two. I can't really read the first one, but the second one says, at least not yet, but the second one says mild comedic violence. Cool World. Oh, remember Cool World? Hey, we, we missed that great discussion on Stay Tuned. Yeah, man, Mike brought tuned. up Stay Tuned the first time. Oh, man. Is this Stay Tuned? No, I wish it was stay tuned, but no. <laughs> I wish I'd thought of that. Oh, God. Okay, I don't know if I want to say these, but um, uses, this is profanity, uses of spade and jigaboo as racial slurs. Well, I mean, spade, sure. You could be talking about suits of a card or a uh, or a um, a shovel, but jigaboo, wh- what the fuck else are you using that for? It's, it's kind of specific. Yeah. 
the fuck is this movie you're watching? Is it a Quentin Tarantino movie? <laughs> no, although I would pay all the money in the world to see Quentin Tarantino do a remake of this movie. Mm, the Three Stooges remake. No, that'd be great, though. Um, I don't understand this profanity, like this, the way this is worded. One misuse of Jesus. <laughs> like... What, is, what does that mean? I mean, that that doesn't necessarily mean like, uh, I mean, that's a pretty, that's a judgment then if you're, if you, if it's a, uh, in the Lord's name in vain or whatever you're saying is a misuse. I mean, it's like someone points to somebody and be like, hey, Jesus. And it's like, no, that's not my name. <laughs> my name's Jesus. Right. One misuse of Jesus. Frequent mild swear words. Uh, quite a few uses of shit. And then near the end of the movie, the F word is heard once. I don't know if this is PG-13 or not. Uh, I'm guessing not. Actually, I think there's nudity in it, so no. Oh, and this isn't Gremlins? Nope. Oh, it's a fucking Gremlin, they say at the end. (laughs) Get that fucking Gremlin out of here. Actually, isn't that a movie where they never say the title of the movie in it? Like, they never refer to them as Gremlins because they're Mogwai? Yeah, I think that's true. Oh, well, no. The old guy, uh, he says oh, yeah, he's, that's right, yeah. in like World War II, they'd be, they'd, they were gremlins on the plane. Uh, I, Dick, um, what the hell is his name? Dick. Curtin. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. If you're from Detroit, maybe you know who Dick Purton is. W-O-M-C. Um, no. That's uh, Dick Peterson. I can't think of his name, but he's in he's Dick in, Slapper. He he was in some some James Cameron movies and so like he's in the Terminator. He's the guy at the the gun shop. That he's uh, one of the Terminators. He's the one. That oh says, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're talking about. You can't Just do that you here, pill. <laughs> you can't do that. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my favorite line of the movie. <laughs> oh God, Dick something. Yeah, I know who you're talking about, but yes. Anyway. Um, so nudity, which is what we're left with because frightening intense scenes, it says none. Um, a woman opens up her shirt to reveal her covered breasts. No nudity. Thanks a lot. Um, (laughs) 10 things I hate about you. No, Uh, a man, a man is seen in bed with two girls. Sex is implied. (laughs) You better get their consent. That doesn't necessarily mean sex is implied just because they're in bed with you. Is this uh, the movie Madhouse? No. <laughs> These are all movies we talked about and the stuff that you're never going to hear. Because um, we can't. We can't. Even if we want to, we couldn't let you hear it because it doesn't exist. Um, all right. This one might give it to you. Uh, a prostitute performs oral sex on a man implied. That he is that he is trying to give a speech. Oh, is this police academy? It is police academy. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that that movie popped in my head, but I was like, "Oh, we've never done that." And I'll bet you there's a ton of shit in police academy. I think we did actually, because I remember referring to the Blue Oyster in one of my clues. For oh, it. was that like Police Academy Four or something like that? Because the Blue Oyster that's, wasn't that's the in first there. one. Oh, all right. Oh, oh, I don't know. I thought I referred to it. That's weird. Oh, wait, no, that's Coach. Oh. 
I think John Williams wrote that thing for that fucking movie. Oh my god. I'm gonna look it up. Who did that? Police Academy score. Can you imagine like just being like, hey, I uh Robert Folk is his name. We got Steve Gutenberg locked down for this. Okay, we need a good score. Robert Folk. What else did he ever do? Police Academy 2. <laughs> well, you are not far off. He also did the score for Bachelor Party. <laughs> uh, I remember the uh, that great score from Bachelor Party. The iconic score from Bachelor Party. Uh, Cam- they played that one song on the radio the other day. I forget what it's called. <laughs> Can't Buy Me Love. Police Academy 3 and 4 and 5 and 6. Something called Honeymoon Academy, which it just says next to it, video. So I guess it never came out. Kim Cattrall's in it, though. Did it, And Robert Hayes. Remember Robert Hayes from uh, uh, Airplane? Sort of. Was he, like, was this dude married to Kim Cattrall or something like that? Why? Why? No. No, he's still alive, 71. Thank God. Stay inside, sir. Don't get COVID-19. Um, but seriously, he did the score for Tremors, but he's uncredited. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck are you doing with your life, sir? Oh, wait. Is this are these acting credits? It says he's a composer, but he also has television work. He did two episodes of Knott's Landing, an episode of Heart to Heart, <laughs> Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Yeah, we know how they felt about colors. Uh, <laughs> wow. National. So the, his latest thing was National Lampoon's Thanksgiving Family Reunion in 2003, which I didn't even know existed. Congrats. He also did Van Wilder, but not the original Van Wilder. That was too plumb of a job. He did Van Wilder, The Rise of Taj. Which I believe wasn't Taj. Cal Penn. Yeah, Cal, Cal Penn. Penn. Yeah. yeah. Well, good for him. So, Robert... You uh, didn't really uh, like Van Wilder that much. How did you like uh, Van Wilder? No, I didn't. I, and I like Ryan Reynolds in general, or at least I did. Sometimes he gets to be too much. Um... But, uh, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of... It was just too much. It was too much of him. <laughs> it was it was uh, Ryan Reynolds on Overload. That was just, like, at the tail end of, like, a bunch of, like, those kind of, like, raunchy, like, teen comedies. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, now we're in college. It's like, yeah, I don't really care anymore. Yep. It's like, yeah, we all saw American Pie. That's great. And look, there's Tara Reid from American Pie. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Cal Penn's in a movie with the uh, guy who was in American Pie. Oh, is he? Which one? Which yeah, John John Cho is the MILF guy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's actually how they advertised Harold and Kumar. It was like the guy from uh, Van Wilder, the guy, the MILF guy, or the guy from American Pie. And they team up with the guy from Doogie Howser, MD. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> 
Um, that was yeah. a really fun surprise in that movie. I mean, obviously everybody's aware of it now, but I don't even think it was like in the previews or anything. Yeah, no, I agree. When I and I didn't have much expectations going into that going into that movie, but no, uh, and it was very fun. We saw I saw it recently with my wife. It's very funny. So yeah, it is. It's a very funny movie. And um, uh, what's his name? Neil Patrick Harris is amazing. <laughs> he's hilarious in it. Yeah, he's 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 funny in every one of them he's seen. I've like. No, I just looked up on YouTube those scenes because the movies like uh, I saw the Guantanamo Bay one, not very good. Um, there's like a Christmas one. I've only seen part of that. It was like an FX or something. It wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. But the the Neil Patrick Harris scenes in them are are so hilarious. Like he's so very funny. Yeah, he's he's uh he's a treasure, Neil Patrick Harris. We love you, Neil. Come on the show. We'll interview you. Yeah, that was so very creepy. <laughs> It'll be over the phone, hey, so, Yeah. Something occurred to me. Actually, I could probably still use my uh, one because you didn't. Oh, no, you guessed it right away, Billy Madison. I didn't realize that uh, Larry Hankin was Carl in that. Yes, he was. And I'd like to point out, fuck, we, we lost that too. I got it on the first clue. Best I've ever done at the IMDb game. Yeah, but uh, did you ask Larry Hankin about the uh, Billy Madison uh, era, or was it all Breaking Bad? Unfortunately, I didn't have time. I asked him about some of his earlier work, like he was in Escape from Alcatraz with Clint Eastwood, um, and I asked him about that. I asked him about you know some of the the earlier things in his career. He he wrote and directed a movie that got nominated for an Academy Award uh, short film. Um, and uh, I asked him about that. And then we went into a little bit of Breaking Bad. I didn't, I wanted to get into the, like, Billy Madison and, and stuff like that. But I, I I asked him more about the John Hughes, because he was in a, a series of John Hughes films, too. Uh, and I kind of asked him about that. And we, I could have gone, I mean, I could interview him again. Um, I still have his phone number. <laughs> um, but he, he was a fascinating person to talk to. Actually... I should see if he wants to come on again because, um, especially with the El Camino thing, which is obviously what he was talking about, by the way, when it was like, I, uh, you know, I'm in a movie, but I can't talk about it. Sure, um, yeah. But, uh, but now with the new setup we have, I could call him and we could both talk to him together. We could all be on at the same time. We could ask solely about Billy Madison. Yeah, just talk about Billy Madison, that, that, that movie. Yeah, he's... Uh, I, I, he's a really nice guy, though. Um, and uh, yeah, so do the the clue, and uh, I'll I'll just say Billy. We'll just recreate it. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, hold on. Uh, let's see. Give it one second. No, you got it. We got time. We got all the time in the world. Everyone's just sitting at home, and they're asking us to do. I didn't. I didn't pull up any letters. Um, I'll read some more letters next week, everybody. But but they um, they uh, they all want us to do audio commentaries. Everyone's asking for audio commentaries. And on Reddit, okay. on Reddit, they asked somebody asked for um, you know they were like, I know Red Letter Media does audio commentaries, and I know Kevin Smith does audio commentaries, and I know that the Weekly Planet does audio commentaries, and those are all things I'm a fan of. And they're like, does anyone know if anybody else does audio commentaries that are good and funny? And uh, I don't know how funny ours are or whatever, but um, uh, if you're funny, then they're funny. That's basically how the show goes. When Mike's when Mike's funny, the show's funny. When Mike's not funny, it's not really that funny because I can't carry the funny. But um, 
Jeez, no pressure. Well, <laughs> shit my ass. Someone wants to watch these audio commentaries? <laughs> so anyway, I posted our thing on the on Bandcamp to our audio commentaries, and like 15 different people were like, oh, thanks, thanks, thanks. We'll watch it, you know, and, and stuff like that. And then, like I said, we're getting letters from people that are like, we want more audio commentaries too. So you and I might have to pick a day and watch a movie, uh, you know, for two or three weeks or something like that. Should it be a movie uh, like we haven't seen before or one we already know? I think the ones we already know are probably better. Yeah, I mean, the, probably. It, probably ones we already know are better. Sometimes it's good when, well, yeah. I think I think we've already seen it. It's probably better. But, I mean, we could yeah, do I think if we, had a, if we had done the one we're, we're doing for dumpster driving this week, like, you know, live, that would have been pretty hilarious, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's a very odd uh, movie. I don't. I don't even understand what's going on. Oh man, there are so many weird choices in this film. <laughs> but I have some interesting tidbits about uh, about it because, like I said, it has been talked about before. So I, I have some information about the uh, the movie and the subject matters, or I mean, the people in it and everything. So, what if we uh, did live audio commentary for a dumpster dive next time? I'd be fine with that. We could do that. Did, did we already watch an episode of Elf? I feel that we did. Oh, uh, I don't know. I know I did an episode of Elf for Dumpster Diving that was, um, you know, the video Dumpster Diving that I used to do. I know I did an episode of Elf for that. Maybe that's what I say like the very last Elf is such a weird episode. I, I, I think we did that. That sounds like something we did. Yeah, I think you're right. I think we did do that for dumpster diving, where we talked about the last episode. Because yeah, the last episode was fucking weird. Because it starts out with him, uh, he's on the CB radio, and I don't remember exactly what the hell's going on, but he, the, the government the, picks up the signal because he's communicating with Melmac, I think, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the alien task force. Oh, what a I mean, fucking basically, weird thing. Yeah, basically at the end they uh, they just kidnap him and we just assume he's going to be like vivisected. Mm-hmm. I mean that's that's and then and then you just never see another episode, so that's probably what happens. Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. It's the stupidest thing ever because back in the eighties they did cliffhangers all the time for season finales, but a lot of times shows got canceled <laughs> and it got canceled. Yes, very odd uh, program. Mm. Elf, God, the stuff you've told me about Elf. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that when I was, I don't know how old, I was under 10, I believe. Uh, my brother and I temporarily lived in uh, South Carolina with like some of my relatives down there. Oh, no. I didn't know that. And uh, and uh, for some reason, I developed an elf impression. And like I had like a mask and stuff. And then for some reason, like our, our, ch- <laughs> in our church, like a uh, musical or whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was a musical or like a play or whatever. They just shoehorned elf into it. And so I had to be elf in this, uh, like this, like church, like play or musical. Or well, then at one point I was in another sketch, and I was like, "How do I transition out of here?" And like, and then, like someone like pulled me off stage, and I did my earnest impression. <laughs> and then I went back to elf. Oh my god, that's awesome! What what I love about this is that your elf impression was so good. The church was like, "We got to get this fucking kid on stage. <laughs> How are we gonna do this?" We're going to sell so many tickets. I wonder if it was on the posters, like, come see Elf. <laughs> the Birth of Christ featuring Elf. But in that, they refer to it as angelic life form. 
Because that reminds me of, like, another thing when I was uh, younger. Like, they had Halloween at the church, but, like, you couldn't have a scary costume. Okay. It's like, oh, if you're a ghost, write holy on it. So you're the holy ghost. There I'm you like, go. Fuck, is this, like, the lamest, like, Halloween ever? If you're a zombie, write, hey, it's the dead rising at the, the rapture. It's like, hey, you see at Halloween... And I'll see out of Christmas. Right. I'm, I'm okay with that deal. Exactly. Leave, leave Halloween alone. That's, that's not a Christian holiday. With with Easter coming up, uh, my family and I were talking about, <laughs> you know, the old Jim Gaffigan joke where uh, where he's like, um, what are we going to do to celebrate the uh, birth of Jesus? How about we hide eggs? <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know exactly what that has to do with Jesus. Don't worry, there's a bunny. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't get it as like, uh, you know, Jesus was obviously a Jewish, so you eat ham on the uh, day to celebrate him coming back. Isn't yep. that kind of like a fuck you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's like, now, this is just a theory I have. I don't know if this is true or not. But we were talking about it, and I was like, well, you know, there are a lot of Christian holidays that have traditions that date back to, you know, pagan rituals, Saturnalia, stuff like that. And I said, I think, or at least my guess is, that when Christianity was new, you know, hot on the scene, <laughs> young Christianity, obviously there weren't a ton of them all around the world like there are now. And maybe they were thinking, well, we want this tradition to spread and we want more people to be Christian. So let's take like whatever the most popular holiday celebration there is right now, like Saturnalia, and we'll intermingle our beliefs in with it <laughs> and and try to get those traditions to, to catch on too. Um and that's just my theory all, that they did. Then all the followers were like, uh, hey, we already went through all this shit. I'm going to eat fucking ham now, okay? <laughs> I went through all that ham. That's a, that's a sin that, you know, is uh, is also washed away. Exactly. Aren't those all like just like basic food safety tips for people of that time era? Like, you know, avoid shellfish and pork yep. because they're, yeah, that's just, both of them are traditionally the most uh, unhealthy as far as bacteria and viruses go. Yeah, well, because the thing is, especially with pork, because, uh, you know, this grosses me out thinking about it, but apparently, <laughs> you know, I've read from science that uh, that pork is very close, that a lot of a lot of ways genetically close to human, and I guess it's the closest we get, without being cannibals, to actually eating human flesh, and even, you know, in that way, you can, there are a lot of diseases you can get from eating pork if it's not properly cooked uh you know just like with like cow for instance um you know we you can eat uh steak or hamburgers or whatever rare and the reason you can is because not none but there are very few diseases that that pass from you know cows to human beings um but pigs are are close that you can really get sick from uh eating it undercooked so yeah that that makes sense um, you know, there are lots of shellfish that, if they're not prepared properly, uh, can be poisonous, um, including lobster. Uh, so that makes sense, too. Yeah, it's basically just kind of, uh, you know, normal dietary precautions. Yeah, um, let's see. I should probably get to my IMDb thing, huh? Yeah, yeah, sure. What? <laughs> Reference to virginity, sperm, and birth complications. Hmm. Virginity, sperm, and birth Um, That's my boy. No. All right. Scenes in bed, including sensuality and an implied sex scene. 
Hmm. An implied sex scene and sensuality. Scenes in bed. Uh, American Pie. No. I guess it's more than implied there. A woman seduces a man. We see most of her bare behind in a nightgown. Sex is implied. Oh, yeah. Well, if you're seeing her bare behind in a nightgown, sex is definitely implied. Um, In a nightgown. Uh, the Lady in Red. Lady? No. <laughs> I saw, I, I've never found that sketch you were, you were talking about with uh, John Stewart, the Lady oh, in Red one. Yeah, it's so funny. So for those of you that don't know... Uh, He's t- it was on The Daily Show, and he's talking about it. It's hard to find back uh, back episodes of The Daily Show for whatever reason. But um, he yeah, was... It's hard to find that Norm MacDonald, like a Steve Irwin joke on that show. Yes, it is. Uh, but he was... So he was... T- uh, John Stewart was talking about the the stock market. It was before the financial crisis, like shortly before the financial crisis. And he was like, it was... Um, you know, the uh, stock market suffered the worst day uh, it had since uh, Black Friday in 1987 when, uh, you know, Reagan was in the White House and Krista Berg was on top. And then they play, you know, the lady in red. And then uh, he said, um, you know, the only day worse or whatever was, uh, you know, in 1929 when, um, you know, right before the Great Depression and this song was number one. And it was like, the lady in red. <laughs> It's just like a like a very twenties version of uh, of that song. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's it sounds really good. Oh, uh, all right. Did I make a guess? Um, she devil. Um, <laughs> no. A man picks pickups, not picks up. A he pickups a Playboy unknowingly and looks at it. We briefly see a faint image of bare breasts. Does. The Goonies. No. All right. Under violence and gore, one of the characters is threatened over the phone, and then a drive-by occurs. No one is hurt, but the character's house window is shut. Oh, a drive-by. So there's not drive-bys and a drive-by occurs. A lot of movies. Uh, don't be a menace to society when you're drinking your gin and juice in the hood. No. Whatever that movie's called. It's close, I think. It's it's just close that it's I think Zopia so missed idea while drinking your juice in the hood. Oh, okay. Two of the characters are threatened by the hitman with a shotgun. Oh, a hitman with a shotgun. Hmm. People are picking up Playboys. There's hitmen with shotguns running around. That's not a it's not a very hitman type weapon either. A shotgun? Yeah, it's not the best choice. <laughs> not very stealthy. In some, in some situations, I mean, it'd probably be pretty good because it's pretty, you know, powerful. Yeah. Uh, Chuck Norris had one in the movie, The Hitman, where he was the hitman. Oh, okay. Kind of like, uh, oh, yeah. Our audience is never going to know that uh, Kimberly Williams is married to Brad Paisley now. Yeah, I still don't know who J- Kimberly Williams is. She was in Father of the Bride. She played yeah, the bride. That's so you made that same joke, you asshole. It's the, the joke so nice it needed to be said twice. Uh actually many yeah. times because it comes from Norm McDonald's. But <laughs> but yeah. uh yeah, that is true. Um let's see. Uh the assassin. So uh Raising Arizona. No. All right. 
Most of the violence portrayed in the film is for comic matter and is quite mild and mainly bloodless, apart from one scene. One scene of bloodiness, but the rest is comedic with an assassin with a shotgun. <laughs> um, huh. um, bachelor party. Uh, no, just a soundtrack. Okay. Is it mad? I... Is it Madhouse? No. <laughs> All right, here's, here's three sentences, so you got to listen to all these. <laughs> okay. I, I hit, they're three different separate parts, but it's it, I think it makes sense in context. Okay. A hitman shoots two clients off screen. The same hitman shoots two men in the legs and then threatens a third guy. Five men attack two of the characters whilst in New Mexico. One of the characters, however, is able to knock out four of them, and the other character knocks out the fifth. In New Mexico? New Mexico. Interesting. So it's not... When you first started talking, I was thinking it was one thing, but New Mexico makes it not that. Um, well, it can't be El Camino because there's no, you know, sex scene in that. Um, Jesse Pinkman doesn't get any in that, <laughs> that movie. Um, hmm. Mexico. What else like takes place in New Mexico? Uh, with a, and people are shooting fucking people all over the place. But it's mostly comedic. Huh. Um, observe and report. <laughs> no, that's a weird movie though. I've never seen it, but I've heard it's I've it's heard very it's, odd. I've heard Not it's bad, better than you would think. That's what I've heard. Yeah, it is, but it's very strange. One of the characters punches a man several times and then throws him into an elevator where the impact causes a walt. Huh. Is this one of the Marvel movies? <laughs> no. Um, let's see. New Mexico. We're punching people, throwing them into elevators. Um, hmm. And it's mostly comedic. Uh, is it no, it can't be that. Um, huh. Uh, oh, um, Revenge of the Nerds Part 3? <laughs> no. There's basically one clue left, and if you don't get it with this one, then I just don't know how you'll get it. Okay. One of the characters is referred to as leftover crap because the embryo he and his twin brother were in during pregnancy was split unequally. Oh, my God. <laughs> You took you took my advice and started doing all fucking Danny DeVito movies. Twins. <laughs> yes, it's twins. Holy shit. I so oh, I so should have got that. He should have seen that coming, yes. Oh my god. Yeah, it may, obviously it makes a lot of sense now. Oh. <laughs> uh, what a good movie. I really don't remember the movie that well at all. I've only kind of remember pieces of it. I remember when Danny DeVito said, uh, when uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger goes, with twins. And he goes, uh, of course, it's like looking in a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, kids out there, if you want to try to do an impression, you just got to go for it. 
I mean, it might not be good. It might take a long time. You might do 100 episodes of a podcast <laughs> before you finally get it. But eventually, if your voice is close enough to the uh, the person that you're trying to impersonate, you'll eventually get it. Just go for it. What do you What do you think your worst impression is? Um, uh, Matt Damon, probably. <laughs> I remember uh, the first time I ever tried this one impression. It was a Jerry Seinfeld impression. We were playing basketball over at Ben's house, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, and I I do little to nothing about Seinfeld. It was like the worst impression ever. <laughs> Ben! <laughs> no, I think I was like, what's the deal? <laughs> what are we doing? You know what does a really great uh, Jerry Jerry Seinfeld impersonation is Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> yes. And uh, in Clerks. Yep. <laughs> I guess he actually used to do that like when they were both comedians, when they were both starting out, and just like to annoy him. Yeah. What's yeah, the deal? Just... With, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, George. Yeah, basically, you just have to shout in that kind of voice, and then you got it. Basically. Or you got, you're close enough anyway. I'm from Long Island. Great. Uh, all right, so. If you know if you know what we mean. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, main topic today. We are talking about comedy. Speaking of stand-up comedians, um, we're talking about some t- <laughs> two not-great stand-up specials. I, I want to make sure that I watched the right ones, Mike, because I wasn't sure, but they both said 2020. And I'm like, how how often could they be putting out <laughs> these uh, comedy sketches? It's got to be the uh, the right ones. But uh, sure. Tom uh, Zagura, or whatever his name is, Segura. Yeah. Uh his is Ball Hog. Yep. And um uh Hey Big Boy or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it's called. Bert Bert Kreischer. Bert yeah, Bert Kreischer. Bert Kirschner is that called? I don't know why, but <laughs> his name should be Bert Kirschner. That makes more sense. Bert Kirschner here. Uh, Bert- well, that's funny because uh, supposedly he was the uh, the person that Van Wilder was based off of. He, the the movie Van Wilder is based off Burt Kreischer. Yeah, he was like uh, named the number one partier like in the country at Florida State, and like it was like apparently a big deal. It was like on the cover of Rolling Stone, and he sold the story. And it, uh, according to him, it, it's it's what happened and became Van Wilder, which is. He was like a six-year, you know, senior and that kind of thing. And I think Van Wilder is very similar. And like he's like, oh, I'm the king of partying, you know, that sort of thing. Wow, that that's very surprising to me. But okay. Another weird part about that is I think when they came down to give him the award, they had like hired these people, like actors, you know, to like you know give people drinks and stuff. And mm-hmm. one of them was uh, Johnny Knoxville. What the fuck? And I think uh, Burt Kreischer said like, uh, or Burt Kirshner, if you prefer, said Johnny Knoxville was like insanely high on mushrooms at the time. Well, that that's the only part of the story that makes sense. Yes, Johnny Knoxville is an insane person. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, the first one I watched was the Tom Segura one. Um, it was the better one of the two, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say so. But not good. I mean, there's one. My wife only watched one part of that one and she was like you don't think that's funny 
That's like she's like he's very funny. But the only part that she watched was the part where he was talking about going into the bank and uh, the guy, like the weird guy that he talked to going in the bank, which was, I think, at least in my opinion, probably the best part of the the special. But yeah, the most of the rest of the special seemed like I I I <laughs> this this set to me is basically like the history of comedy. That's what I'm calling this set. Because yes. it's like, uh, hey, uh, guess what? Your mom's had sex. Oh, never heard that joke before. Never right. ne- th- never heard that premise before. And it's like, uh, uh, what else did he do? He did like, um, I don't know. I think he did a couple like N-word jokes and stuff like that. And, and it's like, um, I believe he taught, I think he taught, I can't remember if it was him or or Burke Kreischer that was the one that talked about um, outrage culture and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I've never heard that take yeah, before. The, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think they were filmed a while ago, but yeah, it's definitely already dated material by this point. Um, it, yeah, it's just like it, everything I heard, I was like, okay, well, that's, you know, it's it's not original. Um, and the, I mean, I'll, I'll mention this when we talk about Burke Kreischer's one, um, but um but anyway, it's just like I said, it just to me it was just like a tour of the history of comedy. It's like, oh yeah, you know, that's not not that he's stolen any of jokes, but it's just no, all, no. all the premises are well worn premises. Sure, yeah, I, I, I I'm a fan of his stuff I've seen before. He's you know I've seen things that are pretty funny. Like I like his comedic style, but it's like he took any like time he would take for writing, like instead to like do like wacky voices or like you know like general impressions and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like. I mean, yeah, you could have just you know worked on that harder. It probably would have been a lot funnier, but it was just like he, like you said, he kind of like you know, like relied on like old hackney premises and like you know characters and that sort of thing. Yeah, he did do a lot of voices, and I didn't, I've, I haven't seen a lot of his uh, comedy stylings, so uh, I yeah, was not terrible. I mean, it's okay. It's just not like you know anything groundbreaking, like you said. Yeah, I mean, because you know, it's <laughs> when when you go from uh, you know Dave Chappelle. Or Norm Macdonald to I mean, and that's the thing. Like, so you don't have to all be one thing. Dave Chappelle's stuff is very, um, very like thought provoking and interesting, while at the same time being funny. Uh, Norm's stuff is not quite as avant garde, I guess, for lack of a better word. Oh, for sure, it's not. Yeah. Um, but his. Like his uh, delivery, his timing, his genius—the way he puts yeah. things together and takes them apart—that's yeah, exactly. Dude, Dave Chappelle is the genius of comedy. I mean, he's like might be the smartest, most creative person to ever to do it. Yeah, I agree, it, absolutely, and funniest. Yeah, I I think you know I like there there are a lot of comedians of old that I that I like some which hold up, some which don't hold up. But uh, I mean, I would put Chappelle up against anybody. But yeah, the, like uh, so, the Segura stuff it was, you know, oh, his mom too. That was the other thing that he talked about. It's like, oh yeah, you 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 have uh, you have issues with your mom. No comedian has ever ever done that. Uh, it's just, and the thing is, is if you're gonna do that, I'm not saying you can't do that as a comedian. But if you're gonna talk about like, oh, you know, imagine the fact that your mom had sex or whatever, you gotta do, you gotta. It's gotta be better, <laughs> you know. What I mean, like you've gotta, you've gotta be funnier than that. You've gotta come up with something more clever. Like, um, 
what was his name? Uh, Kamel uh, Nanjiami. Uh, they did this this thing. Uh, what's his name? Jimmy Kimmel does it. Uh, called Mean Tweets, Celebrity Mean Tweets. And it's where he brings celebrity on, celebrities on to read things that people have tweeted, like regular people have tweeted about him that are mean. And this, I don't know if he if he just came up with this on the spot or if or if it came off the top of his head, but it's hilarious. Um, somebody said to him, uh, you know, Kamel Nanjiami, you know, he's half this or half that or whatever. What uh, what color do you think his penis is? And he just looks right at the camera and he goes, uh, every shade of your mom's lipstick. <laughs> But uh, then he goes and butthole. Yeah, exactly. But um, but yeah. So uh, you know, you gotta you gotta either be real quick, or you've gotta you gotta do something more innovative than just like guess what your mom's had sex a bunch of times because she right. was married to your dad, and it's like okay, eh, you know whatever. And then like it's like oh your grandma too, and it's like yeah, it's like yeah, I, we I get it. it. It's it's, it's not really that you know. <laughs> shocking at this point in comedy right the one thing that he said like i said the the part where he's talking about going into the bank and the guy that's talking to him that was pretty funny i mean that was uh that was definitely the highlight of the the special because it was something that i hadn't really heard before oh the other thing too is talking about uh louisiana and like uh cajuns and and stuff like that he's like i don't say you know the r word anymore i say you know cajun he's talking about some joke he made about Louisiana and another special and everything. And, and, uh, and then he starts making fun of Arkansas and it's like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I get it. You know, well, I was, I was, while he was doing that, I was thinking like, uh, you got any Florida jokes, <laughs> you know, while we're hitting these things at the height of their phenomena. Which is funny because, uh, a, a third special that I watched was a Louis C.K. special and uh, he did make Florida jokes and they were very funny. Yeah. Well, you've got to, if you're going to, if you're going to make jokes, like, like I said, if you're going to make jokes like that, you, they've got to be good. <laughs> like you can go over any well-worn territory. You can do anything like that. If you're good enough to do it, if it's good enough to be funny. Yeah. It's, it's even like more challenging in some ways, you know, to like talk about airline food and oh, for sure. it's funny how all those like the stereotypical jokes, just like things that only a stand-up comedian would encounter, like, you know, mm-hmm. traveling on airplanes all the time and that kind of stuff or like different right. hotel rooms. Yeah. Like, uh, like they're t- telling jokes about uh, stage lights. <laughs> Don't you hate rental cars? <laughs> but uh, that's one of the, that's one of Norm's geniuses is that Norm can take the oldest premise in the world, but his, the journey with Norm is, is the best part. Um, and like, he can take a punchline. Like I'd like to think I'm feeding a youthful porpoise and fucking kill it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's his, that's part of, I mean, and just part of, but that's part of, of Norm MacDonald's genius. Um, and like you said, in a lot of ways, that's more difficult, but, you can't just, I felt, and I don't, I don't want to say anything, but I mean, I'm, you know, I don't know the guy or anything like that. I'm not saying that this is what it was, it, but it felt a little phoned in. Yeah, it definitely felt phoned in. But that's, uh, that's what I thought of his. And then we get to Van Wilder himself, apparently, which <laughs> just <laughs> blows my mind. But, um, uh, Bert, Bert Kreischer, uh, Kersher. or Kreischer, whatever his name. Kirshner. Bert Kirshner. 
Bert Kreischner, Bert Kurt, Kirstie Alley. Uh, wait. Um, oh, what was what was the one? Uh, Kim ba- Bas- Basinger. Uh, what? Yeah, that's the that's the old joke. Um, Basinger was the one that was hard to say back in the eighties. But anyway, um, he started. What? What, what is the joke? I don't know. Um, oh, you know what? You know what it is. Like uh, a doctor comes up to somebody and goes, uh, "I'm not sure exactly how to say this." Kim Basinger, Basinger. Um, gotcha. Hilarious. He he yeah. starts talking about guns, and as soon as he starts talking about guns. Uh, you know, AR-15, uh, Desert Eagle, and stuff like that. I'm thinking to myself, and I'm, I'm again, I'm not saying anybody's stealing jokes. I don't think any of these jokes are stolen. But I'm thinking to myself, oh, that was really funny when, when Bill Burr was, <laughs> was talking about Wait. I mean, like, I, I couldn't help but, ki- you know, compare the two. And I'm like, it's not that funny what you're saying. Um. But when Bill Burr says it in the way he says it and everything, you know, when he talks about how, uh, you know, he doesn't want to be deaf you know, and stuff like that, like, oh, a little, yeah. little baby gun, you know, and stuff it's like, yeah, I'd like to be able to hear. Um, that's I don't know. He's like he he does it funny. And this wasn't funny. Um, yeah. Bill Burr's funnier than Burt Kreischer. By, I, I don't find uh, Burt Kreischer. I, like, I've never heard like something that he said that's funny. You know, like it's kind of like yes. interesting. But I mean, like, I've never, like, I don't think I have one time laughed at something Burt Kreischer has said. No, and this is, uh, again, I, I haven't seen any of his comedy specials other than this. Um, I might listen to a couple other ones uh, just out of curiosity, honestly. But... I mean, I've heard about podcasts and stuff, you know, and I've heard like, mm-hmm. his, like, stories about the Russian mafia and, like, something about, like, uh, like Anne Frank confusing her with Helen Keller, which is a very standard premise. Yes, yeah. Which actually, I think that I think someone will like actually figure out what it was. What it was is Melissa Gilbert played both of them like around the same time period. So like, a lot of people confused the two of them for, because of that of a certain age. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, I like you said. I mean, I I listened to like I said the Tom Segura one was funnier because there was some funny moments in it. Um, I watched this whole thing and I was like, I mean, like several times I checked it and I was like. Is it over? I mean, it's an. Uh, yes. It's only an hour. Like I feel like I've been here forever. It's. He said two things that I responded to emotionally, and they were both about his daughters, and they were both about his daughters having their period. And um, it was like you know one of the things about uh, where he was like, um, I don't know, he's talking about his thing, his daughter having her period, and um, like she didn't want him to touch it, touch her or something like that, you know? And I was like, yeah, you know, I get that. Like, you know, cause I have a, a daughter that has gone through menstruation. Uh, <laughs> I guess I've outed you, Ava. Um, but anyway, and then the other daughters like, um, you know, Oh, I'm never gonna do that. I'm always going to be your little buddy, you know? And it, it was more like, uh, Oh, that's sweet. You know, like it wasn't funny at all, but it was just like, Oh, that's a sweet like thing that your daughter said and a nice kind of like, intimate peek at your your life or whatever but nothing you say is funny <laughs> yeah apparently like after the credits or during them there were like pictures of like his like daughter's period cake and that kind of stuff but i didn't even stay around to see that like i just like jettisoned from it as soon as it was done it was yeah i, I don't remember many of the jokes or any of them pro- probably mm-hmm. it it was okay it wasn't really great um 
The third one, which kind of like was a surprise, came out yesterday, uh, Saturday, because we recorded this on Sunday this week, was mm-hmm. the uh, Louis C.K. released a new special. Um, I don't know where he recorded it, maybe the Beacon Theater or something like that. It looked like he had a pretty big crowd, but it wasn't like – it was obviously after his uh, scandal. Maybe it was recorded last year or early this year. Right. Yeah, uh, certainly before um, before uh, all the uh, the quarantine stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, cause I don't think you're allowed to break quarantine to go, uh, to, to a Louis CK concert. Apparently that's um, not yeah. essential. <laughs> yeah. But he, he looks weird to me. Just, he looks like he's aged quite a bit in the past couple of years, you know, when he was, uh, away and he, he does address it directly a little bit at the beginning at the end. He does address it again. And I mentioned it after he, it's, he basically just says like, that's like his thing. Like that's like his fetish, you know, that's what he's into. Um, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the, the jokes are clever throughout it. Some of them are very like hilarious laugh out loud funny my wife and i were in tears in a couple times just because of you know how he, he's a master comedian you know he oh, yes he, even if he were phoning it in it would still be funnier than you know the tom segura or especially the burt kreischer special mm-hmm. special he's very funny in this you know it's he's i i i, I don't know I'm, I'm very curious to see what will happen you know will he ever be like because a lot of people who like to lose to begin with still like him you know i mean they don't consider i mean it's a really fucked up situation obviously but I mean, even I, I mean, is that if it, if everything happens as he says it happens, is that inappropriate? I mean, if you warn someone and they say, go ahead, that's what he claims in the special as well. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you could claim like, oh, well, they didn't have the, you know, the ability to say no or whatever. I, I don't know, but it's, it, it's a very weird, odd situation. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, I'm, in my opinion, uh, what he did is not criminal probably. Um, and, uh, you know, is questionable, I guess, but I would say probably wrong, at least, um, in the specific incidences where he was like the producer or the head writer or whatever of a show. And maybe people felt like, you know, even if he never implied that, oh, you'll be fired or whatever, um, which, you know, I don't think he did. But, uh, you know, when you're in a position of power like that, you probably shouldn't, um, you know, do stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like <clears throat> you know how I feel about this kind of stuff. Um, I think that people have every right to, um, you know, to not like him because of it or to not want to watch his comedy or whatever because of it. But I, I really don't think unless someone's doing something horrible, like I mean O.J. Simpson, for instance, unless someone's like murdering people or doing like really horrific criminal acts and stuff like that, I just don't think people should. I think it's a really bad precedent for people's careers to be destroyed or, um, you know, buried or severely hurt for things they say and you know, in some cases, things they do like I, I, this it's borderline. Like I said, he's not, I've gotten shit for saying this before, whatever. I don't care. He's not as bad as Harvey Weinstein. He's not as bad as Bill Cosby. There are people that have done worse things. I don't agree with what he did necessarily, but, um, he's still funny and, you know, hopefully he learned a lesson from this and, you know, won't do it again. But uh, I don't know. Do you know who Tiffany Stevenson is? Um, no. She a comedian? Maybe I don't know. But um, uh, let's see. It says amazingly funny human prone to hyperbole. 
Uh, oh, that's very, <laughs> that's very funny. She's a writer on Fifth Avenue at uh, at HBO or whatever. But she says uh, in a tweet, <laughs> uh, Louis C.K. releasing a special when no one can leave the room feels pretty unplanned, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is pretty funny. Yeah, like, that's pretty good. Like I'll give that to her. Like I think Louis C.K. would laugh at that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But then, like, there are other people that are like Louis C.K. used to be one of my top five comedians. His specials should not get any ink. <sighs> really? I mean, like. I mean, it's gonna you know it's gonna get publicity either way. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. To be to be totally honest with you, I'm uh. You know, I'll probably watch it, um, but I just, I don't, I don't know what, what he did. I know a lot of people won't feel bad about illegally downloading it. That's for sure. Right. Here's like, okay, I don't know who Avery Edison is, um, but here's an opinion that this, this is a hard opinion for me to get behind. Louis CK committed sexual assault multiple times over many years. He admitted to it. Anyone who defends or supports him is a bad person. <sighs> to me, that's a very hard line stance to take. The, it's not like saying, hey, anyone who supports Hitler, you know, is a bad person or, or you know what I mean? It's it's <sighs> to me, it's it's I don't know. It's it's a more gray uh, incident or more gray situation than this. Sure. And then really, you could argue basically any form of entertainment. There's, you know, I mean, should you watch any movies that Miramax produced if, you know, Harvey Weinstein was profiting off of them? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Can you can you support that? Are you a bad person if you watch Chasing Amy? Right. You know, I mean, that's that's the that's the thing. How far how far do we go with it? I, I, I think it's really dangerous to draw. And I'm a person that believes in moral moral absolutism, by the way. <laughs> Just so everybody knows, like I come from the Socrates school of there is right, there is wrong. Um, you know, like uh, I, I'm not a, I'm not a uh, what like everyone a, says it about you. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a moral relativist. You know, um, but uh, but I think it's really dangerous to draw these kind of hard lines in the sand and say you know you you either have to be on this side. Or on that side, people do the same thing with with transgendered uh, people, and it, it alienates people. And, and by that, I mean like, if you know, if people are saying like, you know, well, there's more than two genders now. There's five genders, or six genders, or seven genders, stuff like that. There are people like me, and I'll use myself as an example. There are people like me that are very open minded and be like, I don't care what you do, live your life. I, I don't care. I'll I'll use whatever pronoun you want me to use, like all, all that stuff and everything. But when you're telling me like uh you know like you're cisgendered and like you're the and like there are these hard lines drawn here and you're on this side, we're on this side and stuff. It's hard. Like I'm I I I'm over forty. I I I will freely admit that I my brain has been formed already, and it was formed before this was in the public consciousness. So I want to be on your side. I want to help you. I want to be, you know, friends, advocate, whatever, um, for, you know, the causes of, of freedom, people being able to do and choose what they want to as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Um, 
but it can be difficult sometimes for me to agree with you and, and for me to fully come over to your side when you want to draw these hard lines in the sand. And I think that especially when some of them are just completely made up. Like you, yes, you, there are certain biological facts in certain situations. Like we've discussed before, like you know, a transgender athlete who's suddenly a female, or mm-hmm. you know, was always a female, but now is you know taking you know. Uh, steps to change their chemi- chemistry and that sort of thing. They've still been a male for X amount of years and have had all this extra muscle that men have because men are, I'm sorry, it's a biological fact, we're more likely to be more muscly than a woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you suddenly have all these people who are like middling at best, like, you know, in their own, you know, when they were men. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying they change gender just to play, you know, sports and kick ass because that's ridiculous. You know, it's just obviously an athletic person. Who wants to continue athletics? But I mean, there's a reason why some of them are suddenly like, you know, like first place, second place, where before they were never like even like, you know, within the top 10. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's, yeah, like I said, I think it's, I think it's really hard to, to draw those kind of, of tough lines. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I'm not going to make any judgments on this person. I just want to point out that, and I think this is, I think this is, I don't think this is a joke. This Avery Edison, uh, it says comedian, comedian, you know, uh, parentheses ish. You can support me at patreon.com uh, slash a Edison, just in case anyone wants to go there. Buy nude pics for $10 at averyedison.com slash sex. And sexts, and uh, it says trans woman, she, her. So she's transsexual. Her pinned tweet says, "Hi, if you're if you're ever interested in seeing naked pictures and video of a hot trans woman with big naturals, I sell photo zip packs for ten dollars." And then she she gives the address where you can do that. Now this is the same person saying, if you support. Louis C.K., you're a bad person. I mean, there are lots of people that would say that you're a bad person for selling pornography. Should we draw that hard line? I mean, like, that's that's the thing is, like I said, there's, I don't know. It's, this is more philosophical than we generally get, but I think there are lots Unless of... Unless we're talking about the Matrix. Right, exactly. <laughs> then we're talking about Bo- uh, Baudrillard. But, um... I think uh, I think that uh, there's a lot of wiggle room and and stuff in the in this things. Did he commit sexual assault? I mean, did he ask for did he ask for um, for consent? And did he receive consent? And if he did, even if he was in a position of power, is that sexual assault? If a boss it is, I thought they were joking an excuse. I mean, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. there's, there's clearly not a meaning of the minds, which would imply that it is a uh, sexual assault. Right. And, I mean, that's the, you know, like, you know, if a boss dates a, a subordinate and gets consent, but they have sex, is that sexual assault? Because, you know, maybe she thinks that she has to, even though she consented. And maybe they dated. I mean, you know, like... A, there are gray areas, you know, um, and that's that's just the way that the world is now because, you know, everyone kind of knows everybody else's business and people are doing, you know, all kinds of uh, 
the stuff and everything. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, all I know is that I'm going to be spending $10 to see Avery Edison's picture. No, I, I probably won't, but uh, maybe not. I, she, she does, uh, if she she's transgendered, uh, I'll tell you what, um, she is very attractive. <laughs> um, I don't, and I don't, I don't mind saying that. But anyway, um, I'm just saying I think it's dangerous to draw those kind of lines. That you can you can certainly take a hard line on some things. You you know like um, you know like I said like Hitler, right? Or um, or stuff like that. Uh, you know stuff that's very very clear. But there's I, there's I think there's gray in a lot of areas. And I haven't watched a. I'm not like the biggest Louis C.K. supporter in the world or anything. I thought I. Before all this happened, you know, I had him in my top five, too. I thought he was a very uh, funny comedian. I haven't watched uh, a special of his or his show since all this happened, not because I was like, oh, I'm protesting, but just because he basically dropped off the radar. You know, I, I went, I filled, right. I filled my time with other things. You know, I filled my time with Chappelle or, um, you know, or Bill Burr's podcast or, or, you know, whatever YouTube, you know, thing I watch or, or whatever. Um, so, you know, it's... It's like I said, I'm not like the biggest Louis C.K. supporter in the world or anything, but uh, I I don't know. I just think it's I think it's dangerous to to be that hardcore about it. Like if you think this, if you think something differently than me, then you're a bad person. It's it's really hard to win people over saying stuff like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, I haven't had a chance to, I finally found where it is now on his, on his website. If you want to see, if you want to be a bad person and see Louis C.K.'s comedy special, go to louisck.com, uh, and you can buy it there for $7.99. Um, I assume you can also find it, uh, somewhere pirated if you don't want to support him monetarily. Uh, not that we endorse any kind of that action FBI, but, um, but if you want to, I'm sure it's there. But uh, I'm going to be watching it, and I'll, I'll give you my thoughts on it too, uh, like just briefly um, next week. But we're going to try to watch that movie, The Hunt, uh, for next week. So if you want to watch The Hunt, uh, so that we can all talk about it together, uh, we won't be able to hear you, but you can talk to your phone. Uh, while we're... Yeah, we need to catch up on uh, Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Fuck. Oh, I am. I. Just do that next time if you want. I was gonna say we're going long. I have I'm caught up. I just uh, it's we're going long now. But uh, I do think I want. So I wanted to say the the joke I think that you're talking about is when they're at the um, when they're at the the meeting of all the different restaurants and one of the restaurants is called Luftwaffel. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was a good one too, though. Oh, so that it wasn't that wasn't the joke. What was the joke? No, it was when when Lydia goes. Uh, no, I'm no expert on coordinating murders throughout a prison system. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, well, maybe not yet. Yeah, you will. Like, be. It's like she's already at the uh, killing people in prison. She's already thinking about. Oh yeah, apparently she's had a murder boner for a long time. Yeah, so she's just like you know that really satisfied that. As soon as Mike knocked on that door, I was like, "That's going to be Lydia Rodart Quail." <laughs> Oh, for sure. Oh, uh, but yeah, um, it, yeah, it was that was cool to say the Luftwaffle thing. I thought one of one of, <laughs> one of the things that I got the biggest chuckle at 
was and the way the guy it's because the way the guy delivers the line it's so great he's like uh jimmy says to howard he's like you know i I don't know howard it's like it's weird you offering me this uh job out of the blue and stuff and howard's like uh that's it's weird huh you know what i think uh offering a guy a job and having uh him uh throw bowling balls at your car uh sending prostitutes to lunch that's weird (laughs) and the way the way he says yeah. the way he says that's weird. I fucking busted up. <laughs> it is kind of weird. Oh, but anyway, we'll talk yeah, about but We'll catch up on that next time. Uh, we'll try and watch the hunt. Yep. And uh yeah, we will see you next time and I'll I'll read some of your letters next time. Keep sending them in. I will uh I will read them. Yes. Bye. See you next.